What's up, everybody? My name's Jamie Bowler. Joining me is my good friend, Matt Hernandez, and you are with us for Framed Up. Guys, building a building a strong frame takes a lot of work. That's why you're here, and that's why we're here. So let's get after it. Let's get after it. What's up, Matt? What's going How's on, man? It's, it's been a while. We've had a nice little, little conversation opening yeah, up. Yeah, I know you. I, I wasn't sure if you were alive. Well, I am. I'm alive. I'm well. I'm here, man. I'm here. It's a lovely green shirt you have on, by the way. A little disappointed, but thank you. A little disappointed. I was hoping you were dead. Just, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Oh, wow. Wow. Well, I was, I mean, I was about to announce that you were leaving the show, but sorry to, <laughs> sorry to disappoint you. I'm still here. Yeah, I'm still here sounding like an old man, according to several. <laughs> My friend Jason thinks that Jamie sounds like an old man. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> you know, I uh, <laughs> I have listened to myself, and it's always – I hate listening to myself. I don't know if you're – I like do too. That, I hear it, and I'm like, man, I sound I so listen- much different. I hate listening to you too. Whew. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> and you they- – can we put some kind of filter over over your voice, do you think? <clears throat> yeah, which one should I use? Something a little more raspy and deep, like, <clears throat> welcome to Framed Up. A little more manly, right? maybe. Building a tough frame, it's just tough. A tough, tough, tough frame? Is that, are, we, oh, are we changing? Excuse, excuse me, strong frame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, listen, man. Uh, what's it been like a Can month now? you hear now? my chair we- squeaking? Yeah, Can you hear real it? bad. Yeah, you're gonna need to stay still. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Please, uh, I just noticed that. It's real bad. It's that a is that a curtain or you got a bed sheet on your window back there? Um, I think it's an actual curtain. Oh, is it? Bed sheets on the other side of the office. <laughs> Reminded me of college days. I never owned a curtain. Just threw a bed sheet over the window. We're talking about right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh well listen it's been it's been a while guys uh, excited to be back on spend a little bit of time with you today uh, we've got an interesting subject i think anyway uh, we're going to talk about force perspective and like we do most of the time on the show spend a little bit of time at the beginning uh, talking shop uh, force perspective as a photography technique but then we're going to talk some life applications so where it is a pretty cool really unique photography technique uh something to be concerned with when we uh when we talk about life applications so what do you think about that matt you do know you know what force perspective is right i gave you a little tutorial beforehand but i want to make sure what would i do without you if with all this knowledge on what are you doing with your phone i'm looking up an account on instagram so that i can enlighten you with a person that does really good for uh, force perspective. Yes. Yes. There's one guy you might be looking at the same one. It's actually Hernandez dreamography. No, but I've seen his stuff. He's great, very great good. Great. Very part, good. Yeah. Great name too. He Most does a lot Hernandez's of Hernandez's are great miniature work. Wow. It's getting deep here. Real this guy, deep. This guy, this account is called Black Series B L K S R S on Instagram, and he 
does a lot of Star Wars toy photography. I've shown oh, you, you stuff you've before. told me. Yeah. He's there's he's really one. Good. There's one in particular of the Mandalorian where he has a miniature version of the ship and he puts down a big roll of tinfoil and then he's got Mando up front and it's a, it's the eight inch or seven inch, maybe six inch. I don't know, whatever size that is uh, character and of him, the uh, Hasbro figure. And then in the background and he's got the ship, I'm sorry. He's got the ship in the foreground and Mando in the background because Mando's bigger. The ship's miniature, and so and when and he has the tinfoil down. It's the ice scene from the very first episode. I don't, I, I don't think you've seen it, but because you don't watch that show, but the very first episode of season one, and they're um, they're getting on the ship, and it it looks completely to scale because he's got it. That's what force perspective is. I'm sure most people that are photographers listen to this know what that means but that's a perfect example because the ship's too small so he couldn't photograph them together so he put one closer to the camera one further away um i'm trying to find it but i can't he's got so many posts but i i kind of did it with my ahsoka and vader picture where she's kicking him and because mm-hmm. he's a he's a 10 inch and she's seven or eight whatever size that is so they don't match, but I'm sh- I shot it wide and she's closer to the camera. So it looks like, and that's on my Instagram feed somewhere, but um, it looks yeah. like it's on the, that, it looks like they're the same size. It's on that mini series feed you have too. But yeah, yeah, I remember you showing me his stuff. It's really good. So anybody listening, let's just briefly talk about force perspective when it comes to photography. Most of you have probably heard of it, but it is a really interesting technique basically in a nutshell you're taking objects that may be of completely different scales so and i think a good example of this just so you could get a quick understanding is you all may have seen people but you know if you stand close one of your eyes and use your index finger and your thumb and somebody's far enough away from you you can get their head in between your index finger and your thumb and then you act like you're you act like you're squishing their head and that's force perspective. Um, and what it is basically is you're taking objects that are of different scale. It can be a vast different scale uh, or just vary in scale some, but they don't quite match up. And you can basically trick your viewer's eye into believing that they are scaled appropriately by how you position them in your camera frame. And what Hernandez is talking about with the image that he's looking up right now or what he's done with toy characters is um, taking something that is much larger or smaller. Uh, Let's say, for instance, you wanted to shoot someone and make them look like they're in a glass bottle or something on the beach. I've seen that done a few times. Well, you can position the glass bottle closer to the camera frame so it appears bigger and then walk your subject you know, however far away you need to get them so that when you look through the camera frame, they would appear to be standing inside the bottle or small enough to be standing inside the bottle. Now, is that true? No, it's not right. They, they don't fit together in scale in real life, but what you've done using distance basically in the camera frame is create this sense of appropriate scale or whatever type of whimsy you'd be trying to create in the frame. Does that make Another sense? Yeah, another one that was cool was um, Dustin Snipes several years ago 
took oh, a the picture guy slamming with the sun of Anthony Davis acting like he was getting ready to dunk, but he didn't actually have a ball, and they they did shot it in the morning, so that yeah, it looks like he was dunking the sun. Yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah and that's pretty cool. And that's again just working out where the sun's at at the time and looking like it's small enough to actually fit in the person's hand. Again, the sun being extremely far away, subject being close to the camera, and in the frame, it working out to look like they're of appropriate scale. So it's a really, it's a really interesting technique. The Hernandez guy, the one I was talking about, I've seen him use it before, and it was really cool. He was outdoor on location. He may have been shooting for a car company. I'm not sure. I've seen him do that before. So he had a a replica of the vehicle that he was shooting. You know, real, you know, really nice, very nice model of the car he was shooting. They were outdoor and they had set up a little platform and he had created what looked like a road on top of that platform and the model car was sitting on it. Of course, the camera was on a tripod. I don't know how many, you know, how far away it was from the car. But so you had the camera, you had this, it was a couple of saw horses, I think, with the road they had built set up and the car sitting on it. And then, you know, in the background, extremely far away from the sawhorses and stuff, there's, you know, this really nice rolling hillside. And when you just stand there and look at the behind the scenes, it looks like, you know, this little toy car out on in this huge landscape. When he posted the picture, it was great because it looked like the car was sitting on the road. That hillside matched the scale of the car perfectly because of how they had positioned everything within the frame of the camera. So, again, they're forcing your eye, they're forcing the viewer um, to believe that everything is scaled appropriately. When actually it's not, but it's a really, it's a really cool, a very cool photography technique. And I like it. I think it's, I think it's right cool, Hernandez. Did you ever find that other picture you're looking for? I just sent it to you. Oh, did Instagram. you? Instagram. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't know. Uh, is that the dude? Maybe we could oh yeah, there it is. There it is. There's a behind the scenes. Man, that, that ship's that's really fascinating. Mm -hmm. That one looks really good. We should post a link to that. Oh yeah, that's Facebook page. Yeah, guys. So we will because that's wild. How much smaller that ship is compared to the figures? Yeah. All done by the positioning in the frame. Looks like he's got a TV screen behind him too, with the clouds up. Sometimes. Yeah, he does that a lot, I think. A lot of people do that. Use some type of monitor, something. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll share that link in the bio. But anyway, super cool stuff. Uh, Hernandez has got a few images he's done, kind of using that technique. You've got that other account too, the mini series. I haven't posted on there in a while, but yeah, I haven't. That's, that's my second. They're all grouped together, though, the ones that you've done. Yeah. They are. MHC miniseries. MHC miniseries. I think it's, I don't know if it's underscore. Let's see. I haven't posted in so long. I feel like it's underscore. It is MHC underscore miniseries. Yeah. I posted that picture of Landry with the Legos, the double exposure, the last one, but that's not really. And the one of him with the lightsabers, which I guess he's a kid so i guess it's appropriate but anyway yeah there's it so that the, well the picture of a soda ahsoka and vader oh there's a behind the scenes of landry my son yeah you can see 
it doesn't really show it fully the size that you can tell though um that she's significantly smaller than him which vader is bigger but vader's like seven he's very tall supposed to be compared to a normal person but oh there it is i, I go around it okay yeah but the but these figures he's way too big so because she's closer in the frame that achieves that same thing so yeah yeah it's really cool um and you see it that, there's that other account you showed me too um that had the what was it thanos was dunking on somebody but their toy figurines <laughs> like the caption was in yeah. game or something like that it was awesome but yeah. a lot of yeah a lot of toy photographers i think use the use the technique but i would say give it a shot if you've never done it you know grab a couple toy photography is so fun it seems like it would be awesome i that got obsessed with it for a minute I can't, I can't remember what his name was but his stuff was so good um yeah he had i think he had no he had i there was there was one that he had the avengers characters all playing basketball and he had tony stark i think he was mimicking the jordan shot over um byron scott when the bulls won their i guess that's i think that was their sixth and final championship with him that jumper that jumper he hit at the i think i maybe not but i i know tony stark was hitting the game winning shot and then Thanos, I think, was disintegrating. Like he was playing, but he was disintegrating. And then the crowd, there were other superheroes in the crowd. Like it was a long, it was like supposed to be like a like a pickup game, like outside of the park. So they were on pavement and stuff, and like the and they're just all cheering in the back. I mean, that it was awesome. I need to find that. But yeah, it was yeah. that's one of my that was so cool because it because the cause, and the crowd like jumping up and down in the background was the best part. But it's like Tony Stark was hitting the game winning shot, just like in Endgame, whenever everything goes back to normal and Thanos died or disintegrates or whatever. But yeah, it was awesome. I remember when you sent it to me, um, but it was cool. So uh, try it guys. I would say get some toys, uh, mess around with your kids. I mean, you can really like, you can take things of vastly different scales. And if you got enough room, you know, just position distance, really, that's what, I mean, that's what makes the difference is, you know, how far you're distancing objects from each other, depending upon how far out of scale they are. And then the end product yields something that looks completely cohesive and like it fits together. So pretty neat uh, trick the eye. So, but let's talk about force perspective and what tends to happen when we do that life application wise. Boom, boom, boom. Are you ready, Matt? But yes, let's go. Come on. <laughs> well, chime in, man. You're just There's sitting no there. You're just I, sitting I'm there. Not. I've been. You're just sitting there looking up Instagram accounts. Mm. Unbelievable, guys. Well, I'm here for you. Just remember <sighs> that. <laughs> so anyway, guys, listen. Okay, we talk about force perspective, and I wrote about this a little a little while back. But it's a really neat uh, photography technique. But I think a lot of times we see in life now, and especially with more of our life happening online. We see this technique happening with our life and all parts of our life. And what do I mean by that is we take the time to put together pieces, you know, inside of a, a picture frame so that it looks great. You know, we want to give people the highlight reel. We want to give people the smiles and the happy parts. You know, we want to put those pieces together just long enough to get a great picture to post online. And then after that, you know, it's done. It was good enough, you know, for the photo, but the wheels might be falling off after that. And that's really dangerous to do. 
Uh, it's a really slippery slope and it happens. And I think it happens, this is just my opinion, more and more often because we get more concerned with online, what people think about it, you know, making sure people think we have, you know, a perfectly put together life when that doesn't exist. And we're, we're just letting it fall, fall to pieces. We only want to do enough work to make that picture look good, but we don't want to actually take it the rest of the way. We don't want to dig a little bit deeper to actually make sure that, you know, that the, the family life's good, that, you know, it's cohesive, it's working, uh, that our marriage is strong, uh, you know, that, you know, business is good. And sometimes, sometimes that just takes work. You know, sometimes you got to unplug yourself from the social media. Sometimes you got to get away from that stuff and really put the work in. And I don't know, you know, what do you think about that? I, I feel like that, that it happens so much, you know, there's a, a willingness only to work hard enough to get it right. So online, it looks good, but not to actually go all the way. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's one of the reasons I hate social media. That's why I don't, that's why I go so long about posting because I really do hate it and I have to do it. And I, and I can tell a difference when I post stuff, like my appointments go up, they really do. And so I need to make my, I'm trying to make myself do it, but so many people are so fake on there. See, that's different for us yeah. because, well, for me anyway, I don't post any personal, I very rarely post personal things. I might on my story, but, and I might post a picture of Landry every now and then, but I don't, most of my stuff is just my work. And that's because, and that's because I have to promote my business, but, mm -hmm. and that's how, then you know, the main way that people see photographers work now. So we need to do it, but I just can't stand how fake everybody is on there. And I know that half of that stuff is not real more than half probably. And I feel like it's destroying our society to an extent. So, because it's making the girls think that they have to be too skinny or look, you know, look a certain way that's unattainable. That's not realistic. That's not normal. Everything has to be perfect and life is not like that. So, yeah. Yeah. It's so true. And, and I think to, uh, you have to, everybody's trying to one up each other all the time. And I just don't like it. I don't like that kind of stuff. I can't stand it. But, you know, like I said, we have, and, and there are good things about it, but, it, but I, it, that part of it just, I, I don't know. That's when I, when I go long periods of time, it's because I don't like doing it and I get used to not doing it. And I'm, I'd rather be like that. So, you know, and it also takes a lot of time to, to post, to do social media too. So that's part of the reason also, but you know, I, uh, but that's what, you know, I'm sure people wonder why I go, I go stints where I post a lot and then I'll stop. And that's why. Yeah. And I think sometimes you got to get away from it, but like you said, more and more now, it, it's the way you have to run a business, you know, 15, 20 years ago, it, it wasn't, it wasn't your main source of marketing and advertising. And now, I mean, it's, it's the first place you go when you're trying to promote your business and stuff. I think too, for things like we're doing like a podcast, things like that. And I totally agree with you about, you know, um, you know, because I have a daughter, you know, but I, I think for females in general, it makes it a lot harder. I think it, it's created a, a much heavier sense of pressure for them on, you know, what's perfect or what they should be. And they allow themselves to, to base their value or whether they're doing a good enough job or, you know, what they need to be doing on what they see online. And that's really sad because that's just not, that's really not how it's supposed to be. But um, I think more and more, you know, we, we're raising kids and 
kids get online younger and younger and it kind of freaks, you know, it kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, you know, we were talking about Leighton getting an Instagram account the other day, you know, she's only nine and I'm like, gosh, I just don't know. That's something that they really need to start exposing themselves to yet, even though she's super, super responsible, you know, and I know she would be fine with it, but it's just, it's crazy to me how it's changed society. And I think there's good and I think there's bad, but if we're not very cautious and guarded about what can happen with it, I mean, it can really begin to dismantle, you know, all parts of your life. I mean, it really can. I think when I talk about the force perspective aspect too, it's almost like, you know, when you start a business, there's a saying, you know, you got to fake it until you make it. And there's some truth to that. You really do. You know, you've got to be put together the expert. People need to think, you know what you're talking about. I mean, it was kind of when we started our photography business, we weren't, I mean, we weren't photo gurus. We didn't know much of anything, but we had to act like we did. But in the background, the whole time, you know, we never stopped working so that we could learn, so that we could become uh, experts at what we were doing. So many people now, I think, just get the fake it part done, or they forget that you actually have, there's that whole make it part in there that has to happen. So it's just do enough so that when you make your posts and stuff online, it looks good. And like you said, it it's just fake. It's a sham. It's a shell and it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame. I think social media has caused a lot of that in people, almost a sense of honoriness uh, to an extent, but you got to be cautious about it, man. Yeah. That's what they, in the movie, the social media at the end, he, the guy that um, it's Tim, Justin Timberlake, I forgot the guy he played, but the one that helped oh, Zuckerberg get Facebook yeah. started said that he was the one that started on, Napster. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, was he? Yeah. He, okay. he played anyway, the guy that, yeah. Anyway, he, um, yeah, he said people are going to live online, be living online. And that's, that's true in a lot of ways. So, uh, unfortunately. Yeah. It, blo it blows my mind. Um, but, and they were talking about this morning, they were talking about this on outkick coverage on, I listen to Fox Sports Radio a lot in the morning, especially. And Clay Travis used to be the host of that, but he's on. He took Rush Limbaugh's spot, so now they have Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn on there. And they're they're Brady Quinn was quarterback at Notre Dame when we were in college, but he um they're both really good. He was talking about that about how the name, image, and likeness the 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 now that athletes are going to be able to capitalize on that, get sponsorships like instead of the NCAA having all those rules. And that's official now. So basically you can do anything you want that he said what they're going to do. And he's right. I think anyway, they're going to look at followings and who has big followings. And they're going to be a lot, a lot of times they'll be the ones that get paid to sponsor whatever it is. And that makes sense. And a lot of times that'll be females, but females typically have more following a, a bigger following than, uh, than, than males do not, not everybody, obviously, but um yeah, but that's this all kind of wine. It kind of all ties together a little bit. What? But, when did that happen? Uh, it may have been this week. I think. I think it was earlier this week. But yeah, so like, so like theoretically, like those recruiting pictures that I do for Louisville, I could technically sell those now. Like I could, I could, if I if I made a contract with the player, 
and just say, I'm going to sell these pictures online, then I'll give you, you know, 50%. Then, you know, I can like what before I wouldn't be able to do that. And obviously I'd have to have their permission, but you know, that was, um, you know, that it, it completely changes everything. So they, you know, and they can, you know, they can, they can basically sponsor or they can have any sponsor they want to. Like I could buy a Kentucky football player and have him represent Matt Hernandez creative as like a spokesman or whatever and pay him whatever, you know, X amount. It's going to change things though, because like they, I don't remember who said this, but was it them? I don't know if it was them. It, it may have been, but anyway, that what's going to, or maybe it was uh, Doug Gottlieb, one of the two, but what's going to happen is a lot of people, a lot of donors would give money to a school and say that's for athletics. And then athletics would distribute that evenly, especially to the non-revenue sports that didn't make as much money. Like for example, football is a revenue sport because they make money on, they make more money on tickets because they sell more tickets and like, so the gate and then also concessions, stuff like that at the game that they sell at the game merchandise as opposed to like, pole vaulting that's not gonna draw anybody i mean a few you know some but not you know in general so so now what's going to happen is a booster that might have said i, I i'm going to give a million dollars to the school might say well i want this running back to come here so i can give him just you know five hundred thousand and half it and then give it all to him so that it guarantees he comes to the university that I want him to go to. And then that, and then as a result, those other sports aren't going to make as much money. And so it's going to be harder for them to stay alive because they won't have as much funding. So it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out, but that has nothing to do with, well, I guess it does. It has something to do with online, obviously what we're talking about and forced perspective, but I kind of got off on a tangent there. Sorry, but it is very interesting though, because that is going to play a it huge role because, because advertising, and sponsorships and stuff that's you know that's the, i mean social media is one of the biggest thing it may be the biggest i guess now honestly it is for us i mean it is for most businesses i would say uh, but yeah brady Quinn was talking about that too because he said he said you know i'm a family man i have two daughters i'm married i'm not big into you know all that all social media stuff but you know so then other people can get hired here that are that are younger that are more into it and that's more appealing to the people that are doing the hiring because that's what's going to make them more money because people look at social media so much. So yep. well, it's kind of almost not fair in a sense. And I, I, and when he said that, I was like, that's exactly how I am. I hate it. And I'm not, I don't want to do it. And I, there's a lot of bad things associated with it. There's good too, but I'm not going to mm -hmm. be as, you know, I'm not going to be as into it as an 18 year old is going to be more than likely. Not all of them yeah. are, but most of them. Are. Well, and so. sometimes I think that, like you said, it, Maybe it's not fair to a sense, but it is part of the world and the business world we live in currently because, you know, there are some people that, speaking about, you know, sports, what you were just talking about, you know, there's probably people that may have larger followings that may not be as talented as, you know, John Doe over here that just that's what he was saying is that women but, you know, have, an, have, have a dip, an advantage because they'll have they can have bigger you know pretty girls are gonna they have an advantage they they tend to have higher followings that's just the way it is yeah so, it is and, okay. and that's it kind of it really kind of stinks but social media basically that's you know it's crazy to think about that's how much of our life it owns now um, mm -hmm. and I'm like you sometimes it drives me crazy like I just want to put my phone down and not have to use it, but you, we just, we don't have that choice anymore. Like we have, that's how you promote our business, especially ours being as visual as it is. So, 
But regardless, it's still something that we should all be very aware of that we should have our guard up for, you know, don't let it, don't let just the, the perfect picture become more important than actually putting the work in um, to, you know, what really matters in life. You know, if it's your business, um, if it's, you know, employee and client relations, you know, the, the smiley photos, but then, you know, that not really matching up to how, you know, clients speak about you, or if it's, you know, to do with family or, or vice versa, make sure you're putting the work in, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to take the perfect picture, make sure that once the picture's done, that you, your family, you and your business, you and your staff, you're doing the work to actually make that perfect business, you know, make it believable, you know, don't just stop at the picture. Don't just stop at trying to trick the viewer's eye to, Hey, everything's great actually make it great, put that work in. And that's not easy to do. It's like, it's really hard and it never stops doing that kind of work. You know that, I know that, but it's something that has to be done. So that's kind of what, that's kind of our show, man. I think, don't you think? Yep, I do. Yeah, it's, I mean, when you get on Facebook, it, it, it I, I don't get on there a lot because when I do, I see nothing but happy posts or people ranting about stuff like politics or complaining. <laughs> Neither one yeah. of them are appealing to me because they're not real. Like sometimes happy stuff is good if it's real, but like when that's all people post, it's like, they're not that happy. I know they're not. Life is hard and you go through difficult times and not every day is going to be super exciting. I'm not trying to sound depressing. That's just the way it is. And when you portray it, like everything's just all rainbows and butterflies all the time. That's not the way it works. And, uh, you know, so that's part of the reason that I can't stand getting on there is because people just take it to the extreme. It's good to show. It's good to show some of that. But I mean, you don't have to all the time because it's not yeah. real and it consumes you. And then it becomes it's almost like you have two, like an alternate personality, really, or split yeah. personality. It's like you have your online personality and then your regular personality and then they're not that'll match up. Well, and I think, yeah, exactly. I think more and more you see people now, too, that will share in you know, the struggle as well, that will, will have that level of transparency with people. Uh, but it's still meant. <laughs> I was completely lost by trying to thought what? what's wrong. What, what is that? A moose? A, y- a yak? I believe it's a moose. Yes. <laughs> hey, you know what? I think that might be a good out now. So, <laughs> Guys, we, we appreciate you uh, joining us for this episode. Uh, hopefully, take something away from it. Um, try try force perspective. Give it a shot. You know, it's a I really have a moose stuffed animal that I clean my screen with, by the way, just so because you can't see what I'm doing, and I just put him on top of my, my microphone. <laughs> does it does it work well? It's what, yeah, I've had. Oh it for a man, long that's time. pretty good. See, yeah, he just clean. said it on top of his microphone, like mid thought. It just shows you the level of respect there that that happens. So, Sorry. but but anyway, so we're gonna exit on Mr. Moose. I didn't know we had a guest on today, so guys, give it a up. give it a shot. But in your life and everything else, don't just create the image long enough so people think that it's good. Go all the way, man. Put the effort in. Put the work in. So. So what it takes me to build we'll, a strong frame. We'll post links to a couple of those that pick photos. The one that I was talking about that I did. And then for sure. And post that so one you, you sent see. me. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. It's really, it's a great example of just how cool and how well that technique can work when you're needing to create something that seems appropriate in scale. So, all right, Matt, 
Good to talk with you again today. Guys, thanks for joining us so much, and we'll see you again next time on Framed Up.